1: child you've chosen us your son has set us free there's a place for us in your kingdom dear God we are chosen and not forsaken and it doesn't matter what the world says what matters is what you say about us and you say we are chosen we are yours we are your children dear God there's no need for us to be afraid or to worry or to fret over the things of this world because we can walk in the freedom and the power and the knowledge that we are your child. And God, you're the king of the universe. What greater child? What what greater parent could we have? So we worship you with that today, Lord. And we we pray, Father, that if there's anyone, Lord, feeling chained, feeling enslaved, feeling bound this morning, that when they leave this place, from these reminders, from the song, and from the word that's going to be spoken, they would leave this place walking in freedom, recognizing who they are and we love you, we worship you, and we thank you, Father, for what you've done for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
0: Can hey, before say you're it? seated, I want you to turn to somebody and say these words. You are who he says you are. Now you can have a seat. We're trying to get Joy to come out of her shell. Oh my goodness. I am a crybaby. I'm just going to tell you, uh, you know, sitting there on the front row, and she gets to that chorus, says, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. Yeah. And man, just the, the presence of the Lord just washed over me. And I, you know, sometimes. And I don't, sometimes when, when I'm there on the front row, I, I have a, a pretty keen awareness of what it is I have to do. And, you know, I, I know there's not 10,000 people here today, but I, I do know this. Um, and somebody's here because you're supposed to be here. And, uh, and I just feel like God's going to give you a reminder today of, of who you are. See, I, I I think you're here today, and and life and the enemy and stuff and work and the world has just filled your head full of lies about about who you are, and I'm just praying. Listen, I'm just praying the Holy Spirit just smacks you upside your head today with a reminder of who you are, and uh, so that's that's where we're at today. We. We're in week three of a series we called Unchained. And, uh, man, I, I'm just going to tell you what, what this series has really become is, is just all about the, the whole book of Galatians. And that's what we're in. We're, we're studying the book of Galatians. The whole book of Galatians is about freedom. It's about uh, the, not exactly what these songs are saying. I, I'm not a slave anymore. I'm, I'm free. I'm a child of God. That's what the whole book's about. But, but it all centers around one thought it's it's the gospel the reason i'm no longer a slave is not because i cleaned up my act it's not because i turned over a new leaf it's not because i i, I disciplined myself to be a better man i'm a i'm I'm unchained. I'm free. I'm not a slave. I'm a child of God for this reason. Galatians 1 and 4 says, Jesus gave his life for our sins, just as God our Father planned in order to rescue us from this evil world in which we live. That's why. That's why you can live in freedom today, not because you're good. By the way, anybody try to do that? You try to be good enough? How'd that work out for you? Probably didn't, did it? No. You know, I, I, I did that. I was told that, you know, if, if you act right and, and you do this and don't do that and do this and don't do that, that you'll somehow earn God's favor and he'll be happy with you. And then he'll bless you. And I'm going to tell you that the reason I'm standing in front of you unchained and free has nothing to do with my behavior. It has everything to do with something that happened 2,000 years ago on an old rugged cross where Jesus gave his life. It's all about what he did, not what I did. And that's what we're going to talk about. Week one, we talked about uh, the fact that there's only one gospel. And it's, I just read it to you. Uh, and our response to that gospel must be surrender. We, you know, if, if I want Jesus to take this chain, I got to do what? I got to let go of it, don't I? Mm-hmm. In, in, anybody ever played a tug of war with God? Yeah. Take this. No, I want it back. No, you take it. No, I'll take it. No, you take it. And I'm going to tell you that's a miserable way to live. Yeah. And you know how to live that way. I don't care if that chain looks like an addiction. I don't care if it looks like depression. I don't care if it looks like a relationship. That's a miserable way to live back and forth, back and forth. It's just not how God intended you to live. And then last week we talked about getting on the right path. Uh, anybody lived a portion of your life on the wrong path? Anybody live a significant portion of your life on the wrong path? Aren't you glad Christ has a plan for you now? Aren't you glad that, that Christ bought your freedom? So we talked about three things last week. We talked about faith and and. and I told you that faith, what faith really is, is conviction or being convinced that Jesus is everything he said. Faith is something you have. Faith is something you, I I have faith. I have faith. And we talked about the word belief. I mean, no, belief is not something you have. Belief is something you do. Belief is a verb. It's something, it's, belief literally means I trust in something enough to move to action. So we talked about faith and, we, and belief. And we talked about a phrase that was in, in Galatians chapter 2, be made right with God, which is, if you're reading King James Bible, it's the word righteousness. And how many know that righteousness, and we talked about this last week, righteousness has nothing to do with, well, let me make sure my, my sleeves are long enough and my hair is short enough. Come on, somebody. You've been down that road, haven't you? Righteousness is not, is not my behavior. Righteousness, you need to get this. Righteousness is a declaration from God in response to my faith and belief. When I believe that Jesus is everything he says he was. And last week we talked about following Christ. And I follow Christ. God declares me righteous as if I'd never sinned. And we have such a hard time with that. Because, well, well, obviously I've got to do something to earn it. I've got to do something to earn his favor. And I'm going to tell you that if you try to earn God's favor, you'll be miserably short. But if you'll live a life, listen, please get this, in response to God's favor. And follow Jesus with everything in you. Not, not to earn his favor, but because he loved you with an everlasting love. If you'll spend the rest of your life, follow, you'll be on the right path. So that brings us to today. Today, I want, I want you to remember who you are. That's what today's all about. I want you to remember who you are. And I'm gonna, I've got a, a silly way I want to help illustrate this, okay? Now, my children were born in 1993 and in 1995. This clip of a movie that, come, that I'm going to show you came out in 1994. I've seen this movie. Hang on. 7,432 times. <laughs> it played for a period of time every day in my house. And one day, uh, I remember as a, as a child, I was sitting in my grandmother's house, and she would find spiritual application to everything. We were playing Candyland as an 8-year-old, and she found spiritual application to the Candyland game. Well, I'm, I'm watching this movie, and the clip that I, I, I'm getting ready to, to show you Showed up and and the Lord spoke to me because there's this portion where Mufasa says to Simba, "You've forgotten who you are." And I, y'all, as as sure as I'm standing here, I felt the Holy Spirit say, "Dwayne, there's so many people that are living, forgetting who they are." So I want you to watch this clip. Give <laughs> some volume <ball, you> <laughs> there. Come on, will you cut it out? can't cut it out. It'll go right back. <laughs> Creepy little monkey. Will you stop following me? Who are you? The question is, who
2: are you? I thought I knew. Now I'm not so sure. Well, I know who you are. Shh. Come here. It's a secret. Oh, enough already. <laughs> what is that
0: supposed to mean, anyway? It means you're a baboon. And I'm not.
2: I think you're a little confused. Wrong!
0: I'm not the one
2: who's confused. You don't even know who you are. Oh, and I suppose you know. Sure do.
0: You're Mufasa's boy. Bye. Hey, wait! You know my father? Correction, I know your father.
2: I hate to tell you this, but he died a long time ago. Nope! Wrong again! <laughs> He's alive! And I'll show him to you. You follow old Rafiki. He knows the way. Come on! Don't
0: talk! Hurry up! Hey, no, wait, wait. Come on. Slow down.
2: That's not my father, it's just my reflection. No, look hard. You see, he lives in you.
0: So forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you have become. Okay, so I have to do this because it's it's my only impression that I can do. You ready? Correction. I know your father. So, here's here's what I want you to see. I I wonder if you, like Simba, have ever seen your reflection and not been happy with what was staring back at you. Yeah, just me? I'm going to submit to you today that you're likely looking in the wrong mirror. So, I want you to look in a different mirror today. We're gonna to look in the mirror that is the Word of God. And we're gonna get a reminder of who God says you are. I am who you say I am. I'm who you say I am, not what the reflection staring back at me says. I am because I'm going to tell you there are times when I look at my reflection and I don't like what's staring back at me. Aren't you glad that I am? You are who he says we are. So we're going to look at a passage in Galatians 3 and a passage in Galatians 4. And I know I know not all of you are note takers, but I need you to get this. When, when you... We, we give you these blanks to fill in. I need you to personalize it today because here's what we do oftentimes is we think, well, that, that principle that this pastor's talking about works for everybody but me. I need you to personalize it today. I need you to understand that. Who God says you are. Galatians 3, 26 is our first passage that we're going to read. Uh, Galatians 3, verse 26 to 28 says, For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The first thing I want you to understand is I am. You are a child of God. I'm a child of God. Now we, we hear that in our songs. We've heard it all of our lives. That we are all God's children. And I'm going to tell you. And you're going you're gonna to push back at this. But we're not all God's children. See there's a, a qualification to become a child of God. Now listen. He's all of our creator. But if. If this passage that we just read. Is accurate. And I believe that it is. Then we're children of God. Through faith in Christ Jesus. That what qualifies me. To be a child of God. Is not my heritage. It's it's not my background. It's not my last name. It's not my social economic status. It's. What qualifies me to be a child of God is faith in Christ, period. And I hope you see today that that's a a special relationship. It's beautiful and it's for you and it's for me. And oh, by the way, if you're in this room and and you have faith in christ and you're a christ follower then you're a child of god and if you're in this room and you would say i'm really not i really don't have faith in christ I-, I can tell you that you can become a child of god and we can leave this place declaring we are all children of god I mean, don't you understand that as children there are special benefits now listen I was a youth pastor for a very, very, very long time. I have purchased more pizzas than I care to think about. Uh, Taco Bell's gotten a lot of my money from buying teenagers tacos, and I've I've given rides to more teenagers than I can ever even imagine. Uh, I've, listen, I promise you, I have been to more middle school band concerts than all the rest of you people combined. And they listen, they are all awful. <laughs> I've been to more high school graduations than than I, I can even begin to imagine. And I loved every one of those students with a passion. I loved them. And I wanted to see them discipled. I wanted to see. But can I tell you something? There's there's two. That got special privileges. You know why? Because they were mine. Mine. I used to get in trouble because I'd let them do things other kids didn't get to do. And you know what I? I I don't care. They're mine. Well, my kid can't go play in the game room. Why can yours? Because he's mine. I'm telling you that because we're children of God, there's special privileges in store for you. We're going to talk about some of those today. So first of all, I'm a child of God. Second of all, this is what you need to declare, and you need to declare it loudly. I'm a new man. I'm not who I used to be. I'm a new man. You might want to say, I'm a new woman. And oh, by the way, you don't get to pick. That's another sermon. (laughs) Stick to your notes. Here's... Look, look at verse 27. It says, And all have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. And let me tell you what a lot of denominations have done. Not a lot. But there's a couple of denominations that have taken that verse and said, You can't go to heaven unless you get baptized. And, and, and listen, I, we, we believe its it, you give your heart to Christ. You need to get baptized as soon as possible. All right? All right. But, but can I tell you that's that's not what this verse is really talking about. Because if... Me getting baptized got me to heaven. Then the work was mine, right? And how many know that nothing I do is good enough to get me there? The, the reason Paul said united in faith in baptism was not not that it's the act of baptism. It's what baptism in the New Testament in the in the early church represented. See in. When you got baptized, it was a, a testimony. When you got baptized, it was... You, you, couldn't even, you couldn't even go to the whole church service until you'd been baptized. And before you got baptized, you went through this class. And, and this class taught you and it helped you affirm the fact that Christ had redeemed your life and had taken what was old and made it brand new. And that's what he's talking about. He's, he's affirming this truth that you are a new person. All the old things have passed away. Everything's become brand new. And here's what the enemy wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that just because some of the some of the thoughts of your old man creep back in and some of the behaviors of the old man creep back in, that you that that all that was just hocus pocus and he, Christ really didn't do all that much in you. And I'm going to tell you that's a lie of the enemy. Because if whom the son sets free is free indeed. And I am a child of God and I am a brand new man. That doesn't mean I walk in perfection. Hey, I'm going to tell you, I broke a, I, there was a big sin I committed last night. It's called gluttony. We had some of the men, we had a low country boil. And you know that point, no, I'm, I'm not proud of this. But you know that point where you're like, I'm I'm, I'm kind of full. I think I'll eat another plate. It was. So I'm just going to tell you. I'm, I'm of the opinion that if the enemy can can cause you to believe that you're that 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 transaction didn't take place when Christ captured your heart. and You surrendered your life to him. If he can get you to believe that that was just emotion and that was just something that that. That really didn't have any great effect and everything changes. But I want to remind you that when you gave your life to Christ, all the old things passed away. His blood flows through your veins. You're a child of the king and everything he did for you, he did for you. And what I need you to understand is that when the enemy tells you that that didn't happen, you have permission to just send him to hell where he belongs because you're a brand new person. God's going to work in your life if you're if you're a believer if you're a follower of Christ you're a brand new man I don't I didn't say you're perfect you're a brand new man you're a brand new woman I'm a child of God I'm a brand new man man can I just tell you I I, I'm, I, I wish I was one of those those preachers that was very polished and I'm not I know that I I. Sometimes I get frustrated with, with, with just myself. And the enemy would like me to believe, Dwayne, it's, it's just emotion. What, what happened to you when you were 14, when, when you knelt and, and gave your life to Christ? That would, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I, I want you to understand that a, a heavenly, eternal transaction took place. See, here's what the enemy wants you to believe: is because of of the stuff that's happened in your life since then. He wants you to believe that that God's sorry He saved you. Oh, stop, man. I, I don't. I don't want you to understand. I don't want you to, to believe those lies. I want you to. I want you to recognize this morning. Yes, I'm a child of God. Yes, I'm a brand new man. And and. and I want you to understand this, that yes, I'm accepted. <laughs> there's, there's this passage that we just read It says there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. And, and what Paul was telling us is, see, if you're here week one, we talked to you about that there was this conflict between the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers. And the Jewish believers said to the Gentile believers, okay, you can be a Christian, but you got to be a Jew first. And so you, that means you've got you to follow all these rules, and you've got to go to the doctor over here and he's going to do something. We'll tell you about it later, but go see the doctor. And, and for some reason, there was some confusion and conflict. But what Paul was saying, listen, it, it doesn't matter how you're born. It, it doesn't matter if you're a man or you're a woman. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. You belong in the family of God. You're accepted into the family of God. I wonder if you are like me. You ever been around a group of people and you thought, I just don't fit in here? That's a great feeling, isn't it? I love to tell this story about my oldest son, Mikey. Um, Mikey changed college majors 11 times in three days. <laughs> that's that's a slight exaggeration. But he changed. He went to Emmanuel and uh, Royston as a music student. And now Mikey's an incredible musician. And he understands theory. And, and he can play several different instruments. But he doesn't read music. And so he goes into day one of the music class. And all he, all he sees is, is music notes. And he called me after that class. And he said, I'm changing my major. And I said, why? And he goes, these are not my people. <laughs> Have you ever felt that way? These are not my people. You've been around a table and, and you feel like everybody at the table is smarter than I am. That feels great, doesn't it? Everybody in the table has got more money than I got. Everybody in the table has got a better job than I got. Everybody in this room is farther along their journey than I am. I don't fit in here. I'm not accepted in this group. Can I tell you something? In God's family, you don't ever have to worry about that. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. You're accepted into God's family. In fact, you're so accepted that if you'd have been the only one that needed him, he'd have come just for you. I'm a child of God. I'm a brand new man. I'm accepted. See, I I believe Christ wants to remind you who you are. Can I tell you how you can know for sure if it's the, the Lord speaking to you or if it's your enemy speaking to you? Because Christ is going to remind you who you are. You're chosen, not forsaken. You're free indeed. You know what the enemy's going to do? He's going to remind you what you ain't. I can say ain't if I want to. He's going to remind you what you are not. You're not smart enough. You're not holy enough. He ever told you that? You're not far enough along. You're not rich enough. You're not educated enough. You're not enough. You're... See, the enemy wants to remind you what you aren't. Christ this morning is going to remind you who you are. Yeah. So you look, you look in the mirror. You, you don't like what's staring back at you. I like this mirror better. Yeah. Yeah. Let's flip over Galatians chapter 4. Um, what, if you're flipping, flip on. Anybody done that... Uh, that Facebook make me look old app thing. You see what I'm talking about? I did it, and I'm I'm a little salty about it, cause cause I I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, uh, that's what I'm gonna look like, uh, you know, in, in 25 years, and I realized that it hadn't done anything to my picture yet. That <laughs> so was. That was frustrating. That was a bad day. <clears throat> and so I put it up there on Facebook and my daughter's in-law, my beautiful, sweet, kind daughter's in-law had this long conversation about how I look like Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> that's just not that's just not right. I See I didn't I, I'm going to be honest with you when I looked at that when I looked at that picture I didn't I didn't like what was looking back at me cuz I looked like I'm I'm an old, old man. I like this mirror better. See, I, sometimes I look in the mirror and I see a man that, that fails. I like, I like this mirror better. Sometimes I, I look in the mirror and I, I see a man that should be further along than he is. I like, I like this mirror better. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. But when the right time came, God sent his son. When the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are His children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now, you're no longer a slave, but God's own child. Since you are His child, God's made you His heir. So the first thing I want you to see in that passage is that... My freedom, your freedom, it's bought and paid for. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if anybody can relate to, to this. You know, we, we, talked about, we talked about chains in week one, and we, we put some names on them. And, uh, and there's a lot of them, aren't there? Yeah. We, we talked about the chains of addiction. We talked about the chains of depression and anger talked about the chains of resentment, and we talked about the chains of hurts in our past, and we talked about uh, the chain of, of, of toxic relationships. Anybody ever been in a toxic relationship? That's a lot of fun, isn't it? And I, I wonder if if in the process of trying to rid yourself of your chain, if you've made a list in your mind, or maybe you made it on, on on a piece of paper, you made a list of all the things that you had to do to get rid of that chain. And listen, I'm not going to tell you that you and I don't have a part of the, part in the process. But I'm going to tell you that for most of us, this chain, if, if, you, could, if you could break it on your own, you probably already would have. Right? I'm, I'm so thankful for what Clint and Angie do on Tuesday nights with uh, helping folks who are caught in addiction or who's somebody that they love caught in addiction. And you know, sometimes people say some really hurtful things about folks that are struggling with addiction. They ought to just quit. I'm going to tell you what I know. Nobody wakes up in the morning and goes, I want to be a junkie today. I want to sell everything I own. I want to hurt my family. Every addict I've ever met lives a life of regret of that first moment. And most spend... An enormous amount of time figuring out how I can break this chain on my own. How, how, and I'm just going to tell you, you can't. I, and I don't care if that chain is an addiction or if it's depression or if it's any of those other things we listed or, or a thousand different other, different things. You, you can't. Can I give you the good news now? You don't have to. Your freedom is bought and paid for. Jesus died for your freedom. He didn't just die for your sin. He died to set you free. And so I want you to remember that today. is that your freedom isn't something you've got to earn. Your freedom isn't something you've got to accomplish. Your freedom is paid for regardless of what that chain looks like, what Jesus did on the cross is enough. It's enough. Why am I still struggling with it then? I'm glad you asked. I, I love this passage. It says, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. So he could adopt us. I, I need you to understand this. Write this down. I'm chosen. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to ask you, like, how many of you got issues? Wow some of, you got, some of you got issues yeah yeah me too uh, how how many of you all right, just so I know who i 'm talking to you 're in a room and you know Christ has redeemed your life and he, he set you free just wave at me a little bit. How many of you like me were in a pretty sorry state when he found you in fact if if you were if you were <laughs> This is an awful analogy, but I'm going to give it anyway. If you were picking out a puppy at the pet store, he wouldn't pick, I, I, you wouldn't pick what I looked like. I was a runt. I was in trouble. I was messed up, toe up from the flow up. Anybody you know what I'm talking about? If, if we were picking out puppies and saw somebody that kind of looked like us, guess what? We'd pick somebody. We, you know, we want the nice, yeah. put together, well-groomed. Aren't you glad that Jesus reached his hand in that puppy pit and pulled out you? Yes. Even in all your stuff, with all your issues, he picked you. He chose you. In fact, Jesus, out of his own words, said, don't kid yourself. You didn't choose me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Somebody needs to hear Christ say that to you this morning. You didn't choose me. I chose you. He chose you. Just as you are. He chose you. Mm-hmm. I'm chosen. listen, Listen to this passage. God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. You know what that means? That means I'm never alone. David said it like this Where can I go from your Spirit, Lord? If I go to the highest heights, you are there. If I go to the lowest low, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. I I had it explained to me like this as as a young believer that the Holy Spirit lives in your heart. But if you go somewhere where you shouldn't be, he jumps out of your heart. He doesn't live in there anymore. Anybody heard stuff like that? Yeah. And so in my home church, it was the Holy Spirit lives in your heart unless you go to a movie then he's not there with you anymore. As a 17-year-old, as a I was in a place where I should not be. I was... I said yes to something I should have said no to. Anybody ever done that? You said yes to something you said no to? I said yes to something I should have said no to, and I found myself... In a very compromising situation. I had a choice to make. And I'm going to tell you. That my will. What Dwayne wanted. Was about to make a very bad choice. And then the Holy Spirit. That everybody told me wasn't going to go in this place with me. Began to remind me. Who I was. I'm going to tell you that you don't have to go through this battle. You don't have to try to break this chain. You don't have to do it by yourself. His Spirit lives in you. Well, Duane, I'm I'm not strong enough. Nope, you sure aren't. I know somebody who is. And if you'll let him, he'll live inside of you. And he'll walk with you and he'll talk with you. And he'll lead you and he'll guide you and he'll direct you. Now he's not gonna force you, but if you listen to him, he'll lead you down the right path. <laughs> you, ever, you ever been in a place where you felt like you're all by yourself? How many of you know you can be in a crowd of people and be alone? Isn't it good to know that because of what Christ did on the cross, he lives inside. Me, his spirit lives in me, and and wherever I go, he's there. <laughs> Lastly, here's what I want you to remember in this family that Christ has uh, paved the way for you to be adopted into. I want you to remember this: I belong. I belong. He said. He says, so that he could adopt us as his very own children that God sent his son into our hearts prompting us to call out Abba Father. I um I did a study on that word Abba Father because I, I'd heard I'd heard a lot of teaching and I heard a lot of sermons that that word kind of meant daddy God. And and, and there's some validity to that. There's some there's some validity to that it was an affectionate term in the original language. That that word Abba was an affectionate term for your father. But it, it, it actually goes a little deeper than that. See, there was a, it was a delineation between, between two words. One word was just father. Like I could say, John Maxey is a father to Mark and Matthew. right? I could say, Scott Mitchell is a father to Kyle. A father. But that word abba means something very very different. The word abba means my father. See, he's not just the father. He's my father. And maybe if you don't remember anything else, remember that. He's your father. So, <laughs> I, I have I have two beautiful daughters-in-law and on their own they're awesome people they love God and they're just decent human beings But we have a unique relationship now, not because they're just good people, not just because they're great human beings. That's not why we have the relationship that we have. We have the relationship that we have because of their relationship to my son. Does that make sense? If, if Tylee hadn't married Matthew, Tylee would be this sweet girl that used to go to LCA with Matt. But that's not who she is now. She's my daughter. If Kelly hadn't married Mikey, we wouldn't have little Harbor Jane, so I'm so glad. She'd be this beautiful girl that Mikey used to work with at Chick-fil-A. But she's my daughter. You know why? Because of their relationship to my son. And I'm going to tell you That your father wants to adopt you as his very own. But he'll do it because of the relationship that you have with his son. Because of the work of Christ. Because of my faith and belief in him. He has adopted me as his very own. And so now I can cry out. He's my father. And oh by the way. There's no privilege that Mikey and Matthew have that both of those daughter-in-laws don't have. There is no different. Are you getting that? Because of the work of Christ, because of your relationship with Him, you are an heir to everything that Jesus is. And one day, you'll walk with Him and talk with Him forever and ever as a son of God. So my response, you know, my response week one was surrender. My response week two was to follow, excuse me, my response week one was surrender. My response week two was to follow. My response today is to remember. I want you to remember two things. You might want to write these down. I want you to, first of all, remember who you are. And then maybe more importantly, I want you to remember whose you are. So I'm going to ask you a question. What what do you need today? What what chain is it that you need broken? And then I'm going to ask you what it is that you need that your father can't provide. The answer is nothing. So here's how I think I want us to end this service today. I think I'm going to ask Rachel to go through these seven... I am things that we've shared with you today. And maybe she's going to leave each one up for about 10 seconds. And here's what I want you to do. I want want you to look at each one and I want you to personalize it. And I want you... See, some of them are going to come across you're going to have a hard time believing. So I I want you to personalize it. And I want you to, just by faith, yes, I'm a child of God. And, And if... If, you, if it resonates with you and you know that it to be true, I want you to thank him for each one of those seven things. So, Rachel, let's start with the first one and just leave it up for about ten seconds. I'm a child of God. God, thank you that I am a child of God. God, I thank you that you've called me by name and you know me. Thank you, God, that I'm a child of God. And somebody just needs to personalize that this morning. I'm a brand new man God thank you that there, My old life is gone I'm crucified with Christ Everything that's old is brand new We read today I put, on, I put on Christ like a new set of clothes Thank you Lord God thank you that I'm accepted into your family That It's not that I earned it It's not that I deserve it It's because of the work of the cross I'm accepted into your family I'm forever thankful. Thank you, Father, that my freedom is bought and paid for. Thank you, Father, that the work of the cross is sufficient to break every chain. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you've chosen me. God, when nobody else would choose Dwayne, you chose Dwayne. You chose each of us, oh God, and for that we're thankful. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you that wherever I go, I'm never alone, that the Spirit of Christ lives in my heart to lead and guide and direct me. God, thank you that you, regardless of what I'm walking through, you're walking through it with me, regardless of what storm I find myself in, I'm not in the middle of that storm all alone. Lord, thank you that I belong in your family. I belong because of my relationship with your son, Jesus. God, you have called me your child, and I can call you my father. If you can say that with conviction, I want you to stand to your feet, raise both hands toward heaven, and just declare, I'm no longer a slave to
2: I'm no longer a
0: slave to Thank you, Lord. moments of this service. If you're here and there's just something you need to talk to Jesus about, there's maybe there's a chain you walked in here with and you just want to lay it down. You, you want to recognize that Christ has paid the price for your freedom. Maybe you just need to, to talk to Jesus about it. And I want you to know these altars are open. If you want to come and you want to kneel, then uh, then come on. If you want to pray right where you're at, we're going to take a few moments and just talk to the Lord. Thank you, Father.
2: I'm no longer slave
0: Thank you, Lord. lift your voice. Sing it. No, no. no Lord. in Jesus' name. Remind us day to day who you say we are. Thank you that we walk out of this building as children of God. Hey, listen to me. If you're here today and you don't know Christ as your Savior, man, I want to challenge you that right now in this closing prayer, you'd surrender your life to Him. You'd ask Him to forgive you of your sin. You'd ask him to change you and make you a brand new person. We used to say that you ought to invite Christ into your life. And I'm going to tell you that's not what I want you to do. I want you to ask Christ to move you into his. Because the life he has for you is so much better than yours. So when we pray this, this closing prayer, here's what I want you to do. Ask Christ to come into your life. Ask Christ to accept you into His, forgive you of your sin, and that you're going to live for Him forever. Repent of your sin, which means, God, you're right and I'm wrong, and I'm turning away from it. And you make a commitment to follow Him the rest of your life. The Bible says that you're born again. All the old things pass away, everything becomes brand new. Lord, we love you. We thank you that we can declare with conviction. We're a child of God. Thank you that we're not a slave. Thank you that we're not second-class citizens in the kingdom of heaven. We're your children, and for that we're grateful. We love you, Jesus. Forgive us of our sin. Help us to live for you from this time forward and forevermore. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, before Mikey comes, I want to challenge you. If God's done something special for you today, Write that on your connection card. If you've accepted Christ into your life, put that on your connection card today so we can celebrate with you. If you've got a prayer request, put that on your connection card so we can pray with you because we pray over those needs. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. You ought to give God praise.